All right, it's episode 38 of the Talking Ball podcast. We are back after a week off, but of course, you know, more sports to talk about, which is good. So that's why we had to take a week off. You know, sports are kind of slowing down a little bit with the NBA being over now. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Tony, how you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. You know, we may have taken a week off, but we weren't off for a week with work. Ryan's still yeah, doing man. stuff on the radio. Me still having the sales marketing side. So, you know, it's just a week off. But we we're like, do we, by the time we record, get it posted the next day, right? It's going to be. The finals is going to be over. Yeah. So it's like, it was just kind of like contradictive to say the least to put it on air. So we were just like, ah, let's just wait till the finals are over and then we'll repost. And but a lot, sure, of, a lot has happened since then too. Sure enough. Yeah. Sports. NFL rumors, Mariners are kind of warming up a little bit. The finals are over free agency. There's a lot we got to talk about. And yep. so let's get going. So let's start with the NBA. Of course, the finals are officially over. Ended a couple of days ago. The Golden State Warriors back on top. Their fourth title in eight years, which is pretty darn impressive. Uh, so what are your thoughts, man? I mean, look. I, I just think, in my in my short opinion, I think the Warriors just had more scoring. I think they had more scoring, and look, the, the, the Celtics were a great defensive team, but they don't really have a true point guard, and I, I think besides Tatum and Brown, they didn't get a lot of productive, consistent scoring. You got some of that from Al Horford in Game 1, but I, I think, you know, especially Tatum, he struggled a little bit too, but what, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are you got to you got to put Golden State up there with some of the greatest dynasties ever. Yeah. Um, the 90s Bulls, you could throw... Lakers in the 80s. Lakers in the 80s. Celtics in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Celtics in the 70s. Yep. I mean, people talk about the three-peat with Kobe and Shaq. If that never oh, broke yeah, yeah. up. Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, really, you just got to put them in that category. I think you got to throw Steph in a top 10 mentioned category now with what he did this season. I'm not like a Steph Curry fan, but I'm also not like a like a hater. Right. I, mean, I used to hate on him more because I'm like, oh, he only shoots threes. But it's just like, if it was that easy, everyone can do it. Like with Jordan. If anyone could, if it was easy, anyone could do it, right? So I think it's in that aspect where it's like everyone tries to shoot the three now that is a smaller guard and they're just not as efficient as Curry is. And he did have a down game. What he missed all his, th- all his threes in game two, I think. Yeah, it was. he didn't hit one. He was game 0 for nine. Yeah. He was 0 for nine. And then he came back and the whole, the team as a whole hit like 20, I think it was. And so including himself with like seven that game, I think it was. But my take is it's, it's, they had to win now because I had them finishing top four, if you remember, top four, saying Steph, top four in the West, and Steph was going to win MVP. That didn't happen. Jokic won MVP, rightfully so, but they finished best in the West, didn't they? I believe they were second. They were second, by, they were second behind um, Phoenix. <coughs> well, it was, it was Phoenix. It was Memphis, actually, was a surprise, too. Oh, that's and right. Then, that's yeah, right. The that's State. right. Yep. Yep. They were, um, so they were third, so they are in the top four, mm-hmm. but that's, I think I even had them in the conference finals, too. Like yeah, I, I had them so, having yeah. a deep run. I think I had them facing the Lakers until like the Lakers just fell off the face of the yeah. earth, which we'll talk about here in shortly. But I don't know. My take is it from is just Boston wasn't ready. The the championship pedigree of Golden State really showcased and it showed in the big time. I don't. I'm still not a Draymond fan. No, I don't. Me, I don't no. like when he talks the talk because it's like doing the team was down. He was terrible. And in you're the terrible. It's like they, you could have. They benched you in the fourth quarter right. as a star player. Yeah. So it's just like. He's easily replaceable. Obviously, other than that, I have no, no problem with it. I mean, I just it's rightfully so they're deserving, and you got to throw them in that one of the best dynasties. Four titles in eight years is insane. And when and, you talk about this team next year, they're returning all three guys: Draymond, Clay, who's going to be better off the injury, and and Curry, who's just going to get better too. But you also have guys like Jordan Poole who are going to get better, and they didn't even play guys like Kaminga and Wiseman. They're coming back next year. Yep. This team is, they have a great chance to repeat, to be honest with you. I think they have a great chance. I'm not saying they will, but I think the chances are pretty high. Yeah, that's just where I sit. And Poole's going to be up for a contract. They're saying he's going to be anywhere north of $100 million. 
Um, Wiggins just had a really good year. I think he just compliments oh, that system. Right really, him, yeah. He just compliments that system really well in Golden State with the spacing, and he gave him room to use his athleticism, which yeah. didn't happen in Minnesota. In Minnesota. And so I, I just I don't see them going away anywhere. I just don't think the and not, not, I'm not knocking like the competition they face because they won it rightfully so and it showed right mm-hmm. after a down couple of years. But no one and I'm not even throw the Lakers in this. The Lakers were just a effing mess. disaster. Yeah. They right. were a mess from the start. Yeah. So, but like the Clippers were were right there as a bubble team. You know, just mm-hmm. not. I don't think they, they weren't even a bubble team, but they were right there as a, like the, the ninth seed. Yeah, without three of their star players, right, including Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah, so I think the they're going to be back healthy. You got to right, watch out right. for them. Yeah, Kawhi. Yeah. I don't see Phoenix going anywhere. I don't see them falling apart like they did against Dallas. Dallas sure as hell ain't going anywhere. Mm. I just think it's like this. They're going to win it. This is the time because. You know the Lakers are looking to make some moves this offseason, make some noise, um, which we could talk about again with all the, the rumors circling. Uh, Minnesota's getting better if they can if they can click. I mean, Portland, I just don't see Portland having a crazy down year again. I just I just think there's just a lot of teams that were just down this year. Memphis isn't going anywhere. Yeah. And they get they're they're a star away from making some noise and contending. So it's I think they had to win now because I think they're gonna see the the scheduling how hard the west is and how hard it's going to be to face all four all those teams four times that's just that's just where i see it i just don't see i think this is just a weekend west division overall with injuries and just thinking what could have should have would have right, right. and all that but it's not discrediting the title they they won as a three seed so it's like it's like no one was sleeping on them but when they made it it just came to boston just not showing up yeah they and they I mean, just they ran out of gas for sure they did and what about the celtics side i mean you know they they're going to return everybody hopefully and but but even brad stevens in his press conference his end of the season press conference yesterday said they need more scoring they definitely need more point guard play um what they're you know i i think with the celtics like they they're in good shape because they have stars like Tatum, they have guys like Brown, uh, Robert Williams. I think is going to be a really good player. And I think in the East, you really have to worry about the bigs, right? Like with Joel Embiid, um, you know, guys guys like Giannis. I mean, it, it, they have to worry about Miami. That. Yeah, Miami. And so the East is going to be stacked next year. And I agree with you. I think the West was a little watered down this year, but next year, like when Kawhi comes back, the Clippers are going to be there, the Mavs are going to be there, the Nuggets, if healthy, are going to be there. Warriors, I mean, the Grizzlies are going to be improved. Like, next- I, th- I think the winner's going to come out of the West again mm-hmm. next year. It's just a matter of who's going to stay healthy for 82 games. Right. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Who's getting hot, who's the healthiest, and what team's clicking going into the... I mean, any team one through eight could win the West at, yeah. that, at that point. Yeah, I think the winner's going to come out of the West, but I just, just to touch base when you ask about Boston, I just... I didn't see Tatum having that series. I think he put a lot more pressure on him with with like the Kobe images, the text that he said like to his number, yeah. you know, and then the wristband on his elbow. It was just like I think he brought unneeded attention to that as well, and then he didn't show up. So now people yeah, are like, oh, finals. oh, oh, yeah. you're that guy when the when the cameras are really on you, yeah. which I don't see that being the case. Like we were talking about, it's like it's almost like that offense went around. Al Horford, which makes yeah, no sense. Every time one, I watch yeah. that game, Al Horford had the ball in his hand. And I'm like, why are you giving the ball to a 35-year-old power forward who averaged like 17 a game? Mm-hmm. Why isn't why are you not ISOing Chase and Tatum or or even Jalen Brown out there? I I think they're a year away before they have to blow it up. Because this this core has been together with Smart, with Brown, and with Tatum since what, 2017, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're not new together. So it's a, and now it's getting to that point where it's like, do we when do we blow it up? When do we trade 
Brown or someone. And, and like I said, I think Tatum's going to walk when his contract's done. I, it's going to come in line where like LeBron's out of the league or he's not a Laker and all that. And I guess we could jump into that segment unless mm-hmm. you're you you no, have anything to say about Boston? No, I I, I think you're right. I, I think um you know Tatum. It's gonna be interesting when he becomes a free agent. No doubt about it. But you know, growing pains. LeBron had like every superstar or star has growing pains in the finals, in my opinion. Like Giannis is the exception because he had such a great finals his first time. But like yeah, I, I think there's growing pains with him. Uh, and and to go back to the Warriors really quick, I think for Steph Curry, I've never been a big Curry fan, but I got to admit he showed up to the finals. He played really well. Besides that one game where he was 0 for 9, but I think he deserved the finals MVP. I definitely think it, you know, gives him a legacy boost, no doubt. You know, a lot of people are saying he's top 10 all time. I, I don't know about that, but I think he's close. I think he's close. So we'll, so we'll see with that. But yeah, let's go to NBA free agency. The big story, of course, right now is Kyrie Irving. You know, the Nets, they don't want to give him a long term deal. Kyrie wants a long term deal, he wants that max deal, but the Nets are not willing to give it to him. So a lot of people are saying, well, he might take less to go to the Lakers and, and team back up with LeBron. What do you think about that? And I'll just touch base because we talked about it before we started, the yeah. last, like the last week. Ky- they they've made up, like they, yeah. they he's even came out and said, like you said, well on the the athlete, what was I it? I am athlete. I am athlete, saying like, no, we squashed it. I was stupid. I was dumb. Ego got the best of me, which I think egos to a certain point when you're that great of a player do get to. He won the championship. Yeah. Now everyone's saying I only won because Braun. Like everyone's giving Braun the credit when he like he hit the game winner. It was just like Kyrie turned up that that game seven and hit the game winner to seal the deal. So it's like. I get the disrespect in that because it's kind of like a Kobe and Shaq thing. If you think about it in, in the same sense of they won a title together or titles in the sense. And it came to Kobe going, it's me or Shaq or I'm leaving. Yeah. Or trade me to the Clippers. That was literally what he was saying. He's right. like, trade me to the Clippers or you're trading Shaq. Yeah. And that's how, that's how I see it. Shaq. And they <laughs> traded Shaq and then Shaq won a title. Then it turned into, oh, is this the right move? When then it turned into Kobe winning two more titles. You know, mm-hmm. so it was it was just like, and even Shaq came out and said, they bolted years before Kobe Kobe's passing. They sat down saying, "Could you imagine if neither neither one of us had egos and how dominant we really could have been?" Yeah, because like that year the Heat won when they beat the Mavericks. Yeah, when Shaq got traded, the Lakers that that Lakers team could have won. Yeah, with Shaq and Kobe. Oh, like sure. it, it, that's just that just shows how much of an how good they could have been because you had a Dwayne Wade who who was what his second year in the league in 05, I think it was I the 05, so, 06 yeah. season second mm-hmm. third year in the league. It was like when Shaq played with a young Kobe. It was in that sense where it's like. Hey, I'll 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 take all I'll take all the power down low. You do your thing as an athlete. Where I think that in that sense, and I think Kyrie seeing that now in Boston didn't work out. When now the Nets isn't working out, and people are saying, "Well, why'd you guys pay pay a guy this much?" And blah blah. Well, this year he sat out so much because the whole COVID rule, which mm-hmm. was stupid in the city of New York's whole thing in Brooklyn. So it was just like that's why he missed so much time. But I I, I see the reunion being good because now you can if he comes now you got to package a deal for Russ. You got to do something. Russ is gone. They're talking Charlotte now for some for some pieces and all yeah. that. You have to give up some picks, but it's just I think Kyrie's okay. I, I think the bigger one is uh, KD. Where do you see KD going? Because now he's yeah. came out and said, "Yeah, he's I, if, if, his if, if you got to tell him what's going on or yeah. explore my options right. now." I, I I really don't see this Nets. If if Kyrie if Kyrie does end up leaving, I I don't see Durant staying. To be honest with you, I really don't. I, I think he's definitely going to explore his options. To see if he can just get on a, because the Nets at that point you can't you can't really trust Ben Simmons and I mean it, it's going to be tough for for him for sure if if he doesn't have that second superstar so we'll see what happens I mean I don't know I I think with KD he definitely does have to explore his options at that point um you know with Kyrie I I see him going to the Lakers I really do I think he's going to team back up with LeBron I think you know he wants that long term deal or at least maybe just for some respect I mean I don't know what he wants at this point but 
Yeah, I mean, I think the him and LeBron's just been a good duo. Like you, we were talking before. Like LeBron is that guy that has really mentored him and has has kept him straight. You know what I mean? Like he's really been a good teammate to to Kyrie at, at you know when they were in Cleveland. So I, I think, and if you're the Lakers, like look, it, obviously Russ didn't work out. You need another star. I think if you have a three headed monster like AD, Kyrie, and and LeBron, that that's a championship contender in my opinion. If you get you know like shooters around him and stuff like that, but. Yeah, that that's that's gonna be a scary team. Well, like, and like you said, like I would say with Kyrie and LeBron, they they just they they existed well together. Like they just complemented one another well on the floor, right. and that was just the thing. It's just like they were both ball dominant, but they understood like okay, Kyrie's gonna this is Kyrie's time, this is LeBron's time. Like they they coincided and lived together on the court where yeah. there was none of that with Westbrook and Davis and and LeBron. Right. It was just like Westbrook, I'm gonna huck up a thirty footer and. Hard brick it off the backboard. I'm or I'm going to drive and just throw this, throw this hard. His his Russ's playing styles did not work out for LA. No. Is what it was, and no, he's no. he's too ball dominant for someone that can't that can't. I don't want to say can't score. He can't shoot. There's no nothing well rounded. I mean, Kyrie is going to average 25 for them if he goes. Like that's a gimme when he's on the court. And so then I think a big move is you got to move Anthony Davis to power four, make him a stretch forward like Dirk and get him out from being down below and getting banged up so much. Make him so he's not in the trenches unless needed for a rebound. But like no reason for him to play center when he wants to be on the outside and shoot more. Just compliment that and bring Dwight Howard. He's like, I'm leaving. If I'm, I'm going to leave if I'm not a starter, throw him. He knows, he knows he's not the number one option anymore, but he just wants to start. And he can't, he was great off the bench for LA, the championship year in the bubble. And even last year when he came back, he's like, there's a reason he came back. Obviously, he's okay where he's at in his career right. and his role. And so you can start him and then just really go from there. Beal's another option. He hasn't opted in yet. He's been talking to LeBron and, and Duran and Tatum and all these guys, even the guys in South Beach where it's like where he's made up his decision, he said. Now he's just waiting. And right. I can see I can see Kyrie taking a cut, and then I could see um who is it? Uh who was I talking about? Beal taking a cut to to be on a team or right. whatever, and then sign that extension the next the next go around, the next season. Uh, yeah, so let's let's talk about the other big factor, which is Bradley Beal, and he has a decision to make about his contract. Does he opt in for a crap ton of money, or does he want to win somewhere else? And I think that's definitely a, a big factor. So, what do you think about Bradley Beal? What do you see him going? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying the Lakers, but I mean, I just I, I don't want to be like biased that always oh, the Lakers, but. People always say, like, everyone says the Lakers. Well, the Lakers are always going to be an attraction no matter what being in Los Angeles. So you can never count the Lakers out. I mean, wouldn't it be something the Lakers made a move for KD instead of Kyrie? Right. You you know what I mean? It's just like they need a score. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Beal's like, you know what? I'll give Portland a shot. Team up with with Lillard up there. Mm -hmm. Give someone a shot. Or I think I just don't think he would fit well in South Beach. I think that's the one move. Where it wouldn't work out because Jimmy Butler's the guy, and then you got like Duncan Robinson, you got Tyler Hero, and all that. But then you could package something, but you're banking on Beal, who's also known to be somewhat injury prone. Yeah, that's true. Is too. the thing yeah. same with like Kyrie, where it's like, do you want to drop forty million a year in a guy for him not to be to play to be right. available? Right, right, right. And so I mean, there's another guy, John Wall. He just opted in for forty four million. <laughs> I saw but, this. But, oh but my they're, god! But they're gonna buy him out. Yeah. There's no way. They're I just, saw this stat yesterday. Wall over the past four years, he's played I think a combined like maybe like twenty games, and he's made one year thirty eight, next forty, next forty two. This guy's making a ton of money not playing, man. It's not crazy. Doing well, this last season in Houston, I guess I read him like he didn't even play. He didn't. No. But they were like, no, we want you to bench and and just mentor our young guys. Yeah. We will pay you to mentor our young guys. So I get that, and then that sets. And so right. 
I guess that's really, I have nothing else for like free agency or stuff like that. I mean, we got the draft going on right now. Yes. Ben Carroll went first. Yeah, I did. wasn't shocked by it. We're recording this on the 24th. I mean, it's literally happening as we record. <laughs> so who went second overall? So Chet. Chet went second overall to the Thunder. Oh, I didn't want him to go to the Thunder. Uh, I can't stand the Thunder. And he's going to like a super G League team in the Thunder. So he, you know, he'll be an impact player right away, I think. But like how good, you know? Yeah, I mean? exactly. Like, that, that's the question. Um. So it's so Auburn Auburn kid's gonna go third. Yeah, he went third yeah. to the Rockets. Uh, Keegan, uh, the kid from Iowa, Keegan Murray, I think his name is, went to the Kings at four. And I'm pretty sure the Pistons are gonna draft Jade uh, Ivy from uh, Purdue. So and they're saying he's the most well-rounded guy. It's yeah, just Ivy. Yeah. he's just not that like what can be star talent, right? Like the top three. Right. I mean, so you 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 think Ben Carroll was was a was a jump. Yeah, you, I thought you, so. you, you think it's the Duke factor. Do you want Yeah, I thought the Duke factor played into it. But you make a good point though, saying that he's definitely pro ready. He he is. I mean he he was the from Washington, by the way, right? He's from Northwest, yeah. Seattle he's area. From the Seattle area. He's definitely pro ready, and I think maybe that's probably why the Magic said, okay, you know what? Let's go with the guy that's probably gonna make the most impact right away. It might not be Chet right away. It might not be Jabari Smith. I actually thought Jabari Smith was going to go number one because I think just his skill set and his upside. Like the NBA is so like, especially the draft. It's it's all about upside. Yep. You know, like these guys are super young, and it's not really like the NFL draft where they make an impact right away. You know, some lottery or you picks, expect them to right, and some lottery picks like if you face it, they don't. A lot of lottery picks don't work out. So it, it's going to be interesting. This class is going to be very very interesting to follow, and I think there might be some sleepers later on in the round, but. We'll see, man. It's it's gonna be interesting. And you got a Yakima native in there. Yes, Marjan Marjan Bochamp. And he um he's going later in the first round. Mm-hmm. And so he's from here, played in, on the west side, played at YVC here, wow. Yakima Valley College, and then played for the G League a G League. I think it's the Ignite, Ignite he played yeah. for. He played mm-hmm. for the Ignite. Yep. And he has the talent. I he, I guess I was like reading like scouting report. He's got like the wingspan. Right. I believe he's I don't quote exactly on his height, but he's like six eight, six nine. Right, right. And he's got that wingspan. Actually, I almost want to look up what his height is because they're saying his wingspan's like seven foot. Wow. Like it's insane for like his size. It's almost like a KD wingspan where it's just like it's just like absurdly just long. But I'm I'm glad to see him going to like say like a winning team now, like the Sixers, who could use him where it's like, okay, you're the first round pick, but you're not going to like a late round pick like the Kings, where it's just like you could where unfortunately you could wash up just because you're on that bad of a team where right. they just don't see you as that main piece. But if he's on a winning team, he can make an impact to a winning team. Exactly, where he could be like a Jordan Poole with the Sixers or right. like a or like the Celtics or someone later in the rounds. Right. Shoot, even the Lakers straight up to 35th. I think he would be a good compliment to say come off the bench, be a six man to groom with those young guys like they did with like Kuzma before they traded him and Caruso and those guys where they could groom him to that point. I think that pick's going to be used for Shaq's son Sharif. Oh yeah. But I, I'm I'm just glad he's going later in the rounds. But of course, like money's a big thing, right? Or the earlier you get drafted, but it's like there's also there's going to be more money later on, like with the big extensions. Like when you get drafted later, there's less of like the commit time. Like at the NFL, where it's like you're if you're a first round pick, it's the four option, five year, and so on. So you get that with the NBA still, but it's like you make less money, but that second contract's going to be bigger no matter what. So if you make a big impact, right. You could sign a $180 million contract. Right, right. So there, that's in that sense, too, where that comes into play. So I, I think it's it's go, he's going to get drafted to a good team. So like the Sixers who are going to be a playoff contender. You're going to learn under guys like Embiid and Harris mm-hmm. and guys like that where you you can really build off of their game. And it's going to complement his as well. And and really just just do it, dude. You know, Yakima Native, just get it done. That's pretty get cool. Get it done. Just, <laughs> just get it done. Make us proud. Cooper did it. It's your, it's your time to shine. That's pretty cool, man. He's from here. I know that they're having a watch party for him. He's actually at the draft, too. He was one of the invitees 
to Brooklyn. So. so I think they were projecting him to go like 24th, I think it was, or 25th, like mid-20s. Right. So I'm just glad to see him go to like a winning team where there's going to be not like that pressure to like win now, but also he can use his talents to either come off the bench or develop to that sixth man, right. get in a starting rotation if someone's down and all that, where he'll be that good complimenting player, at least the first or first year or two, and then transition to a starter or even like say a trade piece to go to another contending team, stuff like that. I think his career will be fine. Yeah. I I think it'll be it'll be a good standing career, and so I just just glad he's not going to like the Kings. Yeah, right. I, I don't want to jinx. Go to a you, 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 you want to go no matter what we like. You know what I mean? Like if I was getting drafted, I'd be like Thunder. Thunder would be a no go. Like if I was in the draft, I would tell like Eli Manning told the Chargers, "Don't draft me." Right. That, that could be transitioned to NFL now. Go Marjan, make us all proud here. But but like with the draft, like. If the Thunder, because I'm still petty about that to this day with the whole sale of the Sonics. Oh, yeah, I don't blame you. If I was a top pick, I don't care if it was $20 million, we'll, we'll, we'll get all this. I don't want to play for your franchise. Yeah. I will not play for your franchise. I will sit and I will just train and not show up to your facilities. I will hire a coach, do whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll go play overseas before I play for your for your, for your franchise. It's kind of like Eli did with the Chargers. Yeah, He's like, I don't draft me. I will not play for you guys. And then they did that. To trade him immediately for more picks, which turned out to Philip Rivers and more. So, I mean, if that was a sense for me, I like the Kings, the Thunder. I wouldn't want to play Boston because I'm a Lakers fan. <laughs> like I would tell them, to, I'd be like, "Don't draft me." Um, kind of like Lonzo. Lonzo's like, "Yeah, don't draft me. Right, I don't, right. I don't want, I don't want to be with you guys." So, I'm, but like, do you think that that's wrong to think that way? Because it's like, it's not like a be grateful, but it's like you don't want to be unhappy where you're yeah, at I for mean, five years. I mean, I think it's years. that career longevity thing. You know what I mean? Like, you want to have a long career. You want to be in a good situation. I mean, I get it. I guess it happens more in the NFL than the NBA. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't blame Chet Holmgren for not wanting to play for the Thunder. God no, they're just a G League team, man. So, but they have all these picks. But it's just like right. It's like yeah. It's just the NBA. It's just like and they can't land star free agents. Right, so it's exactly. not like they're landing LeBron James or anything like that. You know what right. I mean? Or like like Tatum. He's not going to consider Oklahoma City. They're going to be that team that just gets really good draft picks. Yeah. Like Westbrook and, and Harden and Durant yeah. and better hit on him like you did with those three. Too bad that didn't work out. Right. Mm, I'm yeah, glad right. it didn't because they didn't win a title. <laughs> right, right. So in that sense, it's just I don't know. Like the Kings. The Celtics, but I say the Thunder, of course, would be number one on the list. I wouldn't want to play in Washington, like D.C. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. Like I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I would be like, like, I'm all bougie and too piggy, but like, there's like four teams I'd be like, nah, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, well, I'm sure that they're probably thinking, Chet Holgram is definitely thinking that. Like, oh boy, I'd rather, I probably would have rather live in Florida than Oklahoma City. Like but. Kevin Kevin King, got drafted. He's out of UW. I think he's from uh, the North, uh, Southern California. I know he's from California, corner that played for UW during the Peterson era. He got drafted. He was supposed to. He was projected to go to Seattle, be a part of that Legion of Boom, all that. And then when he got he got drafted to Green Bay. His face said it. Oh yeah. And I love seeing like disappointed parents and, and draftees when they don't go to the team they were at. You, you could see it. They're not. They're just like, shit. All right, I guess I'm going to Green Bay. Like yeah. it's cold in the winter. I don't mean Green Bay. Like football. Like I would not play in Green Bay. I would not play in Chicago. I would not. You know. You know. I wouldn't go to a cold climate unless it was like New England. Mm-hmm. That's just a little bias right there, but it's just like no, they don't get as cold as the others, the other like Green Bay and all that. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not wrong for thinking that, right? Because like I look I at it like, so. like LeBron's like I would never go to Orlando, right? But yeah. that's his stature. Where it's no, like no, guys no. from like New, like say the Bronx or like Brooklyn, like they get drafted, they go to play in like Oklahoma, right? Portland, Oregon, they're just like they get there like, the hell's this man? I don't want yeah. Portland sucks, yeah, right. <laughs> like, and especially being a big city kid, like if you go from L.A. to like. 
Milwaukee. Yeah. It's just like it's a, it's a culture shock, no doubt. So with that, do you think draftees should have a say in where they go? Say if you're entering. Um, yeah, that's tough, man. I mean, I, I, I would definitely want to have some say, but I, I think, like I said, I, I guess it just happens more in the NFL than it does in the NBA. But yeah, no, I definitely want to say in where I go. I mean, it, I don't want to be in a tough situation, that's for sure, especially to start my career off. So we'll see what happens with that. Or but. in NBA sense, say, since there's a lottery and you're risking, you're tanking to get put in the lottery, right? It's just like a total off my head. So you know, like in, fo- in baseball, you can enter the draft, and if you get drafted, you could back out. Whether it's not, oh, you, yeah. you, you didn't go right. high enough. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should do that for college? At, like they talked about that for the NBA. Like if they don't go top ten or lottery, top fourteen in yeah, lottery, don't hire an agent. Yeah, right. Or don't hire an agent. Well, now that NIL deal's out, so you can't. It's not even about the hiring the agent portion of it. Right. If they don't get drafted in a lottery, are they allowed to go back to school and then you just compensate the team that drafted him? Yeah, like like MLB. I yeah, I guess. I mean, because I, I, also MLB is not like a win now draft. I guess you could say like you're you're protecting your guys going to play in the major or in the minors for like four years. That right. that's about average before the tops prospects make. It's about three to four years. So, do you see that? Like like say say Chet got drafted thirty. He's like, you know what? I don't want to do it. I want to test free agency. But you can't sign like a major deal. But mm-hmm. you also can't sign the the second round pick money either. Like you take like the rookie minimum. Mm-hmm. Would would you say that could be a sense? Like I don't I don't want to play or that be too much monopolizing talent in the NBA. I think it's probably a little bit of both. I, I think a little bit of both. But you know, again, like the reason why Eli did what he did is because he wanted to be in the right situation. You know, and he he knew that his career would be better off being a New York Giant. So we'll see, man. I mean, I I, I think it's a definitely an interesting. Uh, thing to bring up for sure. You know, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, fuck the I, thunder. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you I gotta say. Our team. All right, so let's move on to a team that actually is in Seattle, the Seattle Mariners. They had a, a pretty bad week last week, but they are really warming up now against the Oakland Athletics. Um, you know, just swept them today. And this is a team like we keep saying. You know, they they got to hover around five hundred during the All Star break to really have a chance. So, what are your thoughts on your Mariners right My now? My thoughts: Winkers, Winkers warming up. The bats are warming up. Ty France just got hurt today. He went for like a oh, no. to tag a guy out or catch a ball and like hyperextended his shoulder. So he's going to be out for a duration of time, I'm thinking. Um, I just think it's really coming down to like Robbie Ray's looking good. He pitched really good today. So I, I think they're warming up at the right time because now it's like they play they play Oakland this series. They just swept him. I think they're going to L.A. next to Angels where you can at least try and take two out of three depending yeah. What Angels team shows up? I don't see Mike Trout having a heyday against Seattle again. That was like a once in a seat type, once in a situation type season season thing that happens. I think they take two out of three out of them, and then I think they go to Texas, and then they come home for another home stand against like Oakland and Texas, it like before the All Star break, like San Diego. San Diego is not the same team. Like they have a stretch where they can win like fifteen out of twenty games, mm-hmm. and I think they can do it. I've been so high on them all year, and it's so hard. Because this season, like I told you, I was at opening day. I think I've said it every day since we've been talking about this whole season. Their opening night series. The athletic thing from Mitch Hanniger. We're ending this. We're ending the drought this year. We're ending it. We're ending it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're. Th- I think they're fourth in the division. I think they're behind Texas. And I think they're behind the Angels and, of course, Houston. I think they're sitting in fourth right now. Where Houston or Los Angeles gained a four-game lead on them against this last homestand. So, but... They're warming up. Winker hit two bombs this series and had a couple RBIs. Suarez had a like the bats are waking up at the right, right time. Right. Like you, the, okay, the Kinks are done. You just need to start being aggressive and start hitting the ball better. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with that and just starting pitching. I mean, 
you got a, some young bucks and Robbie Ray. And Robbie Ray hasn't been Cy Young Robbie Ray. But if he can at least compliment and those bats can get going behind him. Because he's only going to give up like two runs. It's not going to happen again where he gives up like six. Like yeah, I think it's to Houston, right? Where he gave up like six or seven or something like that. Yeah. That's not going to happen every game. He's going to hold them to like two to three runs. Your, your lineup is strong enough. Get them going. And trade for Nelson Cruz and get a bat in your lineup. Yeah, right. I, I just bring him back. You need you need a solid DH. Toro's not a DH. He's not a DH. Go get a guy like Nelson Cruz or some guy that's just a freaking unit and is going to hit you 30 home runs the rest of the season to get those guys on that can get on base like a Ty France who's batting 320 right now, like a Julio who's batting like 280 right now. Like, Just do it. Just trade for a big bat. Not You don't have to trade a lot. Trade Toro for, for Cruz. Like Toro's like your last option in the field. Yeah. Like, just make it happen. Now, by the All-Star break, if they don't turn it around, this is, let's play devil's advocate. If they don't turn it around, does, does Scott Service got to go? Service to Poto got to go. Yeah. And we were talking about this this last week. If it was any other manager in this situation with all the hype, they're gone. Yeah. After that stand with the Angels, they would have been fired. And we've so, seen managers get fired early on with Joe Madden. Joe Madden, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, ones with like an actual resume. Right. So it's just, but Scott Service and I guess DePoto are boys and they have this really close relationship. But it's like, it comes down to business, dude. I mean, if DePoto can't do it, which, which I hate to say because he's brought the pieces in like drafted, draft, bringing in Julio. Kellenic, if hopefully he pans out. Ty France was a trade he he orchestrated to bring him in. Without Ty France, this team is gone. Because Ty France is in the two hole, batting three twenty with like ten home runs. So it's right, just like, right. I, and no, first basemen don't bat three twenty. That's the thing too. Yeah. I think after this injury, you look to moving him to DH and you maybe trade for a, a solid first baseman who's a young buck or call someone if you think can do it. Just right. just so you don't risk your top batter getting hurt in that sense, especially in a base path. So. But yeah, if they, if they if they if they don't do it this season, they don't make if they don't make the playoffs this season, you clean house. Yeah, I agree. I you agree. clean house. You have to, because like they're talking count. about it with Boone last year in, in New York. If you don't make the playoffs this year, you're gone. Yeah. Or not even the playoffs. They made the playoffs. If you don't make the World Series, you're out. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty. And they're playing like it. Do you want to jump to the Yankees? Yeah, now, so real that, quick? yeah. Let's jump to the Yankees. They uh they broke a season record. Can you tell me more about that? Or they're not breaking it, but they're on pace to beat the 116-win season wow. Seattle Mariners. Really? And wouldn't that be something? The team, the 116 team that lost to the Yankees in the ALCS oh, 4-1, to look, they got a gentleman sweep on them. They, they'd be that team that they beat them to go to the World Series is the team that would beat their record later on down the Ugh. road. And it's just like, the Yankees are good, though. Yeah, they are. Bringing Matt Carpenter in was insane. Oh, yeah, big move. Big move. And it's just like. Where, where was like the Mariners for that move? Where, where other teams like the Angels? It's just like how right. do the Yankees snag Matt Carpenter? There's something about that mustache <laughs> that's just doing it. He, I don't know if you know who Doctor Disrespect is. No, uh, no. You know Doctor the two time? Never know. The two time ninety three ninety four blockbuster champion. He's a streamer. Oh, okay. he's a gay. I'll show you a picture. He looks just like Matt Carpenter, or actually, Matt Carpenter looks like him with the stash and all that. I'll show you after the after we record. But the Yankees are good. Yeah, they are. I mean, I I. They're really good this year, and Boone's job's on the line. It's showing, and I mean, I don't think they really even did, don't break the chemistry because, like, Nestor Cortez is killing He's it. been one of the best pitchers, if not one of the, be- the best pitcher in the league In baseball, he's yeah. probably going to win the Cy Young. I right. mean, there's some other guys that would have a say, but, I mean, I think if you're the best team and you're the ace, oh, he's not even the ace. Like, Garrett Cole's yeah, the Garrett ace. Cole's the ace yeah. And so it's just like, he could win the Cy Young, and he's like the, the two, three guy in the rotation. Which yeah. you've seen out like Walker Bueller in L.A. last year at the Dodgers. 
He's like a, he was like the third in the rotation, and he was contending for a Cy Young last mm-hmm. year. So it's just like, I don't know. The Yankees are just good. Yeah, they're just a good mix of veteran talent. They got guys like Rizzo. Of course, you know, Aaron Judge is, is getting older, and, and he's having a great year. Aaron Judge is going to get paid. This yeah, season. he's having a great year. Whether it's the Yankees or who else, I mean, he is going to get a record He ain't going anywhere. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's won't let him walk. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> right, right, right. King's yeah. Court in oh, the back. Yeah. Or what is it? Uh what what is that called? It's not King's Court. It's um Oh, the uh the Judge Chamber, I Judge, think called. Yeah. yeah judge's, judge's Chamber. Judge's Chamber. Yeah. I yeah. love that when they give little sections for a pitch. Like King's Court was Felix in, yep. in third baseline. And then you have <laughs> the Judge's Chambers right there in the back yeah, or right field. I, I like <laughs> I like stuff like that. I yeah. like stuff like that. But now let's talk about some trades that need to happen. Of course, the the I mean the All Star break's coming up in a couple of weeks, right? And where's yep. where's it's in LA this year. Next year it's in Seattle. Yep. But um, any trades that you think need to happen? I mean, I know you mentioned Nelson Cruz to, to the Mariners, but uh, you know, I think the Mets could definitely use a, another bat. Uh, I think their pitchers are going to get healthy eventually. We'll see what happens with that. But... Yeah, they're just their aces away at this point. Yeah, exactly. So, but any any trades on your mind that you think need to happen? Not in radio silence. I'm I'm like trying to think like where certain teams are standing and all that because it's either like you're contending now or. Contending or bust, or you're like really rebuilding. There's no like weird like sleeper. I guess the sleeper you could say is the Braves. The yeah. Braves are a trade away. They won like 14 straight they again, mm-hmm. and so I think the Braves could make a trade. I mean, never sleep on the Yankees or, or L.A. Or I think Boston needs to make a move. Yeah, Boston will probably make a move or a trade. I just don't know who because it's just like is 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 any team like one piece away from from being a World Series contender right. besides what you already have. That's just that's just where I look at. It. I just don't think it's not like a like say who was it? they got traded a couple years ago, um, like Turner to L.A. Right. a couple years ago from the Nationals. You know, it's just like he's knocking him. He's they're not like they're one player away with Turner, right? I just don't see a team being that one player away. Though, like the only one that needs to really make moves is like Seattle, Boston. I mean, if you're if you're the Braves, I think you try and snag a seasoned veteran in there, maybe like a Brantley. From Houston, but Brantley's turning up in Houston, so why would you trade him type thing? Mm-hmm. Then you need to go try and pick off a team that have players and they're not contending. So that you just like San Diego. I think San Diego's in in that situation now where they're like They're like a fringe contender. They're, they're if you want to even call them a fringe contender, they're just yeah. like right there. It's just like, what do we do? Right. We're not we're not just one piece from a title. I so I I don't see anything major blockbuster happening, but I can see like a cruise going from the nationals to to Seattle again. I think that's a move that needs to happen, or even Seattle just bringing in a, a solid DH. Right. I mean, but like Boston, they're like they're hit or miss. They're, they're either destroying you for a whole series or they're losing the series, like right, outright right. losing a series. So there are multiple pieces. I like I'm just I'm just repeating. Multi, there's not one te- there's not one team that is just one player away where it's just like okay, yeah, we'll give you the farm for this guy to win a title now. And just let him walk. Mm. I mean, I just I just don't see the team being that yet. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the, the trade deadline. I think, like you said, I don't know if it's going to be a big blockbuster this year, but you know, teams that that need at that bat or that extra pitcher. I think that teams that are contending. I think that's definitely something that you know is going to happen with the MLB trade deadline. Of course, the All Star game coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But what do, you, what do you see your what's his name? Is it McNeil? Is that his name? Jeff McNeil. Yeah, yeah he he just got out. And he's batting really well for them yeah, right now. He isn't just he? got hurt, <laughs> so it's like. The Mets are kind of in that situation this year where, like, they play so well and then they get hurt. So, like, the pitchers, they're two aces and now Jeff McNeil. But they're, they're saying he's going to come back eventually. But Well, and, like, Harper's having a great year. Yeah. Philly's just just not that good this year. Right. And I think he's happy where he's at. He's like, I'm making $300 million. Why yeah. would I want to oh, be yeah. moved? So, 
I just, I mean, if anyone's trying to make a move, I could see that, say in that sense of a team wanted to try and say like, hey, we'll trade you for uh, Bryce Harper or, or Aaron Nola or a team like that. But it's just like, I just don't see it. Nothing blockbusters happening this season. It's, it, nothing's happening. All right, so no, no big moves. We'll move on to the NFL now and some college football as well. But we'll start in the big league. Uh, Baker and Jimmy G rumors. I, where are they going to go? Who knows at this point? I, I really don't know. I mean, I'm really surprised that Bo- – I mean, I'm not, not so much Jimmy G because he has that injury, but I'm surprised Baker hasn't been dealt yet, to be honest. I guess it has something to do with the, the contract. Now the Browns are saying that they'll, they're willing to pay half that contract, so we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know where either of these guys are going to go. I mean, Baker, maybe Carolina, maybe Seattle. I think those are the two teams that are in the Baker sweepstakes. In terms of Jimmy G, I have no clue. I really don't know where he's going to go. They're saying Jimmy G would compliment Seattle better yeah. than um, Baker would. But Pete likes Baker is the thing. And they could get him for cheaper, I think they feel is the case. So but I think I think Cleveland's holding on to Baker to see what's happening with Deshaun Watson. Because right. they're, they're saying even with the settlement for those what twenty cases or whatever, they they reached an agreement yeah. or a settlement, mm-hmm. they they're saying, well, the league's still gonna pass down a punishment. Right. And it's gonna be a suspension non paid. So they're not right. gonna pay him for this year if it's a year. Right. I don't think they're gonna do a year. I think I think they're gonna do six to eight games. Mm-hmm. I just don't see a year. I don't think they have the backbone for it because they only suspend you for a year if you gamble. I mean, I hate to sound like that, right? They they don't they don't take these. Now they don't take them lightly. I just think you're not. There's just too much attention to. I I, I don't know. I like I don't even want to like speculate anything on it. It's just like when it comes to domestic violence, it's it's like four games. When it comes to sexual assault, it's like four games, and that's the case with this one. So it's just like. But you gamble, you're suspended for a full season. So it's it's just like, they, I just think their their motives in, in in like, they're just in the wrong place because it's just like you'd think this would be more of a serious offense than gambling. Yeah, for sure. Or just make it throw. Hey, if it's if you're like this category for sexual abuse, domestic violence, or gambling, it's a year no matter what. Yeah, like no, they cut sure. and dry. Right. It's a year. Yeah, yeah. Substance abuse, blah blah blah. That's the thing. PEDs. It goes off of how long you're still. Four games, eight games, a season. Right, where they do, and then it's like banned for life after that, or say something like that, where it's like, no, you're banned indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Like Josh Gordon is good instance. like he didn't do PEDs, but it was like marijuana, then then drugs and all this. Yeah. He could stay sober. So there's more to that, but I did, I just think they need to have they need to make it where it's like, okay, if you're if you're category three, two, one, that's where your suspension falls. Yeah. So there's no like, think, like these are very serious allegations, very serious, Watson. yeah, very serious, yeah. and everyone's looking with a close eye. I mean, look right. what's happening in with with the Commanders owner Dan, Dan Snyder. Snyder. It's yeah. like. Like the, in the interview, in the, not the interview, but like the congressional hearing, the congressional hearing for what the Goodell is like, I, well, it's not my say for this. It's like, no, if you rallied all of the 31 owners and said, this guy needs to get the fuck out of our league because mm-hmm. it's a bad, it's a, it's a bad apple in our league. We need him out. Yeah. They would be like, you're a hundred percent right. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you rallied all the owners and said, do you guys really want Dan Snyder to be an owner in the NFL? They'd be like, no, good. Then you put up the team to sell. Yeah. So that and that's I don't I don't believe that Roger doesn't have power for that. So what's your take on it? I mean, yeah, I, I think there's I, I just be just ca- just I, categories where he's the guy that run. I mean, I know the owners run the NFL, but he's like he's the guy. He's the commissioner. You know what I mean? I feel like you're totally right. Like if he went to the owners, especially a guy like Jerry Jones with a lot of power and said, look, we can't have this guy in our league. I guarantee you they'd probably do something about it. You know what I mean? So that was really weird. I, that was kind of a strange thing to see. And um you know, yeah, it's. I think Watson's going to get a pretty big suspension, to be honest with you, and I think Dan Snyder might be out soon. You know, we'll see what happens with that. Well, but, it's just like know. he keeps. I guess he's like paying people to shut up, right? Like hush, hush money, and it's yeah. just like, 
That's illegal in, right. in, the, in this sense where it's it's up to this level with 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 the court system. Like that's illegal. Like you can't do that. Right. And they keep messing up. Right. And it's it's just like that whole franchise. Just sell the franchise. Oh, Washington. Just yeah. move them out of Washington. I hate. I, not that saying like I hate it. I don't care. Like I get the milestone. It's like you already changed the name. Wasn't <laughs> Del Rio's getting fined for stuff and Rivera saying I like Rivera as a coach. Don't get me wrong, but. That whole place is just a dumpster fire. They just need a whole cultural change. I think Rivera's the right guy to do it. Yeah. But it's just like, it, it comes from the top. They always say, you're, the way you act as a company, an organization, oh, sure. a franchise, it yeah. comes from the top. Yeah. Why are Dallas Dallas Cowboys Dallas Cowboys cocky? Because Jerry Jones is cocky, right, right. and it proceeds down. I got you guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Why is everyone more like laid back and this and that? Because that's how the owners are for Seattle, and that's how Pete Carroll is, and it just trickles down. That's why the right. players are very laid back, and I'm a player's coach and all this. New England with Robert Kraft. He let he's like, hey, this is how it is, the Patriot way, and it trickled down. Even with Tom Brady gone, it's still that way, right? right. So it's just leadership at the top, and you got to start from there. And Dan Snyder should not be an owner in the league. I mean, it's just in that sense because it's like it's been going on for twenty years, and right. now and now they're making light of it. It's just like, could you imagine if Donald Sterling after what he said on that recording still had the Clippers? Oh, God. They said, there's no way you're staying in the league. Right, I think right. they need to do they that. They acted pretty swiftly on swiftly that, Swiftly and yeah. saying, yeah. I think they, they, they need to do that. They need to mm-hmm, either you sell the team or something, because there's got to be something. And I don't know if it's a unanimous vote to get to get owners out, because I know like you need like a two-thirds vote or something, like 23 out of whatever teams. Like right. I'll guarantee you right now, 23 teams are going to say, yeah, Snyder's out. Yeah. I agree. Twenty three owners would say that one hundred percent. Yeah, he's definitely he's got to go. I mean, he he has way too many offenses at this point. You know, he's not a great owner either. Because I know, like in it. baseball, like when um, what's his face Cohen bought the Mets. Yeah, he the the owners have to agree to the guy being the right. fraternity of owners. Right. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And so, so I think that that'll happen. But it's just like I, I think Deshaun Watson's be gone for the year. Yeah, I do too. I I just think because like Trevor Bauer got two years for what he did. He was proven not guilty. Now more stuff's coming out, out about Deshaun Watson. So it's just like... It's a bad, really bad situation. Yeah, it's a bad situation. Yeah. It's a bad look for the league. And if you don't suspend him for a full year without pay... What's that? Yeah, the precedent is set. You know, it's a bad precedent. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, so, I totally that's, agree. that's why I think they're holding on to Baker. So we got totally sidetracked talking about like Deshaun Watson and, right. and the owners and Dan Snyder. But it's, it's like news. Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G would be a good one for the Seahawks. He's that veteran. He's been to the Super Bowl right. twice. He won in New England when Brady went down. So it's not like he can't play. He's just injury prone. Yeah, is the problem. And so, but I think that veteran presence would would help them in a slight rebuild because they would if they thought they were total rebuild, they would have jumped ship with Lockett. With Metcalf and this whole everyone, they would have just jumped ship from everyone they've drafted in the past and developed these draft picks. So I just think, I think Jimmy G would be a good compliment. Really, I don't know what else is happening in the NFL. I mean, what's your take with Jimmy? Uh, I I think you're right. I think Jimmy would be a good fit in in uh, Seattle. I guess just the only thing is, would the Niners be willing to trade him there? You know, or or if they cut him. I mean, if they cut him, I definitely think he could he should go there. And I think that's a good situation for him. And that's it, keyword cut. Sorry. Yeah, right, right. Keyword cut because Seattle's like we're not trading and taking over a contract. And then with Baker, I, I think Baker would be a good fit in Carolina. I really do. I I, I don't. I, I, and listen, that was the one sports take that I've really been wrong about. My friend Ryan from. Back home in uh, in New Jersey, I went to Seton Hall with him, and he uh, he he was so he, look. He's like, look, Josh Allen's gonna be the guy in this draft. He's gonna be the guy, and I'm like, come on, dude. he's from he's played in Wyoming. He's not gonna, you know. And I was totally wrong. I was all on board on the Sam Darnold train. I thought he was gonna be a superstar. I was so happy when they drafted him. Sam Darnold's been a bust. He, he's terrible. He, he's really not that good. <laughs> he wouldn't have been a bust if he didn't go to the Jets. Yeah, well, yeah, he probably might have. Yeah, if he didn't spend those years with Adam Gase, I don't know, man. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, I I think Baker would be a good fit. I don't trust. 
Sam Darnold. I think they need to move past him. And I think I still, you know, I'm not a big Baker guy, but I still think he can play. I still think he's got the talent, no doubt about it. So. I just think he brings that competitive nature yeah, to where sure. it's like you want, even if you're not winning the Super Bowl, right? You want that in your locker room. You want them to show like, dude, this guy cares about winning, and this is what the league's all about. I think that's where he would be a good sense for Seattle. Yeah. Where Pete would be like, okay, be yourself within constraints. Like I'm a, right. I'm a player's coach. Be your, like with Sherman, how he was chatty and Marshawn being Marshawn. You know, like I think that'd be a good fit culturally for Baker, where they're like, you know what, we're not out, but we're also not going to contend. We're kind of that middle of the road team, and this could be a redemption tour for you too. If we make the playoffs, right? We'll resign you and extend you. Yeah, we don't have to go. drop. If he's in the right situation. He plays well. He'll get another contract. We'll extend you. Right. So it's yeah, just yeah. I think Seattle season in that sense, it'll be cheaper to do that than. Hopefully, see if he hits the market again. Because they're like, we're not going to pay his eighteen million dollars. I just think Pete Carroll's so delusional, thinking that Drew Locke is the guy. I just don't. I think, think, I think he's, he's just guy. saying the right things. Yeah, now true, more true, more yeah. rumors What's are coming he out. Right? Is he going to come out and say, yeah, by the Gino way, Geno Smith's sorry. the guy to lead us oh, to, to the promised land? No, yeah, no, you know that you're a Jets fan. It wasn't Geno no. Smith. No, it's still not Geno Smith. Yeah, but it's it's just I don't know. We'll we'll see. There's rumors circling like Baker's the guy. They're going for Seth. They're just waiting for him to get cut. Right. Pretty much, if he gets I cut, he's on the phone. Come to Seattle for two five two point five bill. Right, we got you on the veteran minimum. Let's talk about Gronk, man. Gronk retired for the second time. He's officially a retired third time. Again. Third, really, third time? Was it third time? I know it's been more than once. I know that, but no, it's second. It's second. It's second. Yeah. So he officially retired the other day. I guess Brady coming back wasn't enough. He just said, you know what? I'm I'm ready for the next phase of my life. I'm sure he'll go back to you know Fox. He'll do his thing with. With uh, anal- analyzing analyzing the game and maybe go back to WWE, I don't know, man. He he's got so many options for his post career. I can see him with Pat McAfee. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Or Barstool, something yeah. like that. Yeah, for sure, for but sure. Fox pays more. Right, right. <laughs> so, so who, who's gonna pay or, more? Or right, right, right. he'll join Brady's media that mm. Brady's launching here soon. His whole media company. Yeah. So I I see it in the sense of. I, I think it's time. I think he knows like we're not going to contend. If Tom called him in September and said, Gronk, I need you, yeah. he would come. And I think that whole rumor that Brady wanted to go to Miami, maybe that kind of was like, uh, maybe I, I don't, you know, if he's, maybe he's not committed all the way. Maybe he was a Bruce Arians guy. I don't know. But, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But do you think he's one of the great? I think he's definitely one of the greatest tight ends ever, if not I mean, maybe I think one he's of them. the greatest tight yeah. end ever. Him and Be- Shannon Sharp got to be up there, right? Him, Shannon, you got to throw Tony Gonzalez yeah, in that. Sterling I mean, it's Sharp disrespectful too, yeah. you don't throw Tony Gonzalez in yeah. it. It's like Shannon and Tony paved the paved the way so these guys could run and walk. Yes. Like, but then Gronk solidified like the athleticism that a that a receiver that a tight end could have as like a slot receiver. Right. Or you could put him anywhere. Besides the injuries, I mean, I think he would be shattering records if he yeah. didn't get hurt. I mean, Bernard Pollard made some dirty moves on him in 2012, I think it was at the yeah. playoffs. So it's yeah. just like. That Ravens team is just like they that Ravens. I'm gonna call it out that Ravens team was always out to get Gronk and Brady. Oh, yeah, they were, sure, yeah. and Terrell Suggs is not quite. I don't even like Terrell Suggs. ASU alum. I don't give two shits. I I don't like that guy. <laughs> I don't like that guy. Good player. I just don't like him. Right, I, right. But but it's just like I don't, I don't know. He it's back to Gronk. Sorry, Gronk. He he's the greatest tight end of all time. Because now you're looking at guys like Travis Kelsey. You got guys like. Um, Oh, shoot, what's his face in, in San Francisco? George Kittle, mm-hmm. uh, Darren Waller. These guys can play in this system because of the way him, and you could even say like Aaron Hernandez when he came in the league. Right. I mean, he didn't last long, obviously, but it's like with him and Gronk, like tight ends were leading the league in that 2010, 11, 12 seasons when Hernandez and Gronk were doing Like you never heard of like a one-two duo being tight ends. Right. Complimented by a five foot eleven slot receiver, Julian Edelman. You know what I mean? So it, it's just like... 
That's just my take on it. I, he paved the way for the, the future of tight ends. Like, Shannon started it, mm-hmm. right? You can even go way back farther with, like, Ditka. But it's just like, no, like, Shannon started it. Mm-hmm. Tony kind of added that little oomph to it when he was in KC in those earlier years. And then Gronk came in and just showed, like, you can be a menace at six foot seven, where linebackers can't guard you and corners can't guard you. I, I just think he solidifies it. He He's in the Mount Rushmore of tight ends. Oh, right, I agree. So it's just... I, I just from there. I just I just think Kelsey has 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 had. You're gonna see Kelsey now that either rise or drop, especially now. Yeah. Or so the produ- I, I think the production will drop, but you're gonna see with Hill gone because Hill really opened up that middle of the field for Kelsey, so where he didn't take those hits like Gronk did because he's downfield. So you're pulling the safeties off and the corners deep, where it's just he's not getting those hits up the middle like Gronk did. So we're gonna see if Kelsey can stay healthy. I, I'm not saying like he's gonna be injury prone. It's like it's like Kittle. Like, they, they don't have that deep threat. Debo Samuel's in the backfield half the time. Yeah. So it's like he takes those hits from the side and from the safeties that are back in coverage like Gronk did where Kelsey doesn't in the right. past because of guys like like Watkins running deep and Hill being the deep threat and, and guys like that where you had to account for the deep threat where, like, New England didn't have that besides, like, Randy Moss. Mm. Like, Gronk was their deep threat. So it's just like, hey, just hit him in the knees and you're fine. Do you see? Uh, I, I don't see him coming back. I think. I think he's. I think he's done. Yeah, I think. He's Unless done. they're like contending, and a guy goes down, and Brady goes, "Hey, I need you just to be like a, a red zone guy. That's it. I just need you to be a red zone guy. Right. No blocking, and that's where it is. I don't want to block. I don't want anything. I am literally just a glorified slot <laughs> right. receiver. He doesn't want to get beat up. I get it. I totally get it. Especially but he's so a... good at blocking. That's right, the thing. Like, right. and that was the thing. Like with it, like. That's where I put him above, like, Sharp and Gonzalez. Mm. He could run block. He yeah. could pass block. He could run after the catch. He never, he rarely dropped the ball. And, I mean, he, he in his prime, he was getting, you like, 15 touchdowns a season. So, it, it was just, like, Gronk was a menace. Yeah, he Gronk was. was a menace. He, he, was, he was the unicorn of tight ends. Yeah. So, that's just where I see it. So, our final topic this week on football is, is really a, a, an interesting one. Uh, a legacy of the Manning family has officially signed on for his college career. Arch Manning, the number one quarterback in the 2023 class, going to Texas, which of course Texas is one of the juggernauts in college football. So this is a this is a big deal. I mean, this is a big deal. I I just found out about it today through you. But if you have a Manning and he and and a number one prospect is attached to his name, boy, that's 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 such a huge gap for Texas. I mean, that that program is looking to get back to the Vince Young days. Well, that's that's their first move right there, and that that's a pretty big get right there. It's huge, and and nil deals have a lot of talk about on this. Sure. I mean, do you really think he was considering Texas until alums and and sponsors and all this were saying, "Hey, come to Texas, you'll get all that come NIL to Austin, money. Texas." Right. So I think right. it has to do with that. Unless he believes in the system Sarkeesian has, I don't think that's it. I just think he looks at. I think now you're really going to see with him going there instead of like an Ole Miss or a Tennessee, like where his family has ties, or or even um. Like Alabama's or the Georgias, like it's. And by the way, Alabama, he, the schools he passed up for Texas were Alabama and Georgia. That I read today. And so it, the the paying of, of the college actions, what they rightfully deserve, get your buddy. But I I think the name Manning has a lot of pull oh, with yeah. it because he has the talent. It's just a matter of I don't think he's gonna be Peyton, but it's just like he could be great. He's gonna be a first round pick. He's gonna be the first overall pick here in a couple of years. I just think he's like, okay, I I think he's trying to like cement his own legacy. In a way, because oh, yeah, good point. because it's just like if I can flip the University of Texas to be a contender, my three to four years here, and bring recruits to come here, 
if I if I win a title or not, I brought Texas football back. And that's huge. And that's huge. Yeah. And that's where they're like, but they'd be number. He's gonna pull guys from. Guys will probably start decommitting from Alabama and Georgia and the USC. Kind of like Oklahoma's. the Lincoln Riley factor at USC. Like all these players are going in USC now because he's there. You yep. know? And I, cool. I could see that fact. I'm like, oh, that means Peyton and Eli and all these guys are going to oh, be yeah. there at these at the camps and the practices where they're going to see where they're getting that that some of the greatest ever to be at the position in coaching and mentoring. It doesn't hurt the Matthew McConaughey either. All right, oh, yeah. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Longhorn, but yep, yep. I mean, I just think it's the it's it's going to be a legacy thing. He's going to go pro. Yeah, Peyton has unless he wins like twenty Super Bowls, which is not going to happen. But it's just like he could win a Super Bowl and he could be like, okay, but you're not better than Manning. I think he's looking at that like I'm never going to be Peyton. I'm never right. going to be Uncle Peyton. He just wants to be his own guy. But yeah. if he could flip Texas football to be a contender and, and just make the playoffs, if he can just make the Final Four, mm-hmm. that is considered a win in Texas football's book, where they have been the past couples, like you could say, the last decade since Colt McCoy. Yeah. Really, and so I tell you, I mean, it's not it's not bad bloodline either to come from no. Eli and Peyton. No, I and don't be surprised if a lot of guys start decommitting to go to Texas. I now. would agree. Yeah, and money talks. Well, speaking of that, our final topic of the day, money certainly talks in this situation. The I'm, I'm pronouncing it right. The Live Golf Series, correct? Live Golf. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was looking at something real quick. Um, a lot of major PGA Tour players are now transitioning over to Live Golf from the PGA. And uh, my take on it is, look, I understand, like, the whole human rights thing in, in Saudi Arabia. I get that. But these guys are getting paid. Like, what, is Dustin Johnson getting paid, like, $200 million or something like that? Some like, stupid. In the $100 million range. Same thing with Phil. Same thing with Brooks Kepka, Same thing with Bryson DeChambeau. Like, if, if they're going to come to you and, and offer you that amount of money and you're not getting paid anywhere close in the PGA Tour, that's that's pretty big. I'm going to take the money. You know I mean? Take the money. And I think Dustin Johnson came out and even said, he's like, wait, I can make more money. And golf less because I absolutely hate golf. Oh. <laughs> like he he's came out and said it like on the record like he not he doesn't like golf. He's just good at it and it's, it pays his bills. So I I think this is game changing now. I mean I don't think they'll ever pull Tiger Woods. I no, think that's no. a legacy yeah, thing like, at that right, point with Jack where these guys are like, right. well if you look at it they're not there's no one in the top ten right that went to the LA. I think that's Brooks Kapka was the closest and he was fourteen right 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 like Barakawa said like I'm not leaving you know why because he's getting that endorsement money he's getting all that he's making the it the back, money right. it back end and endorsements and contending and winning where these guys are like I'm not making that right. so it's just now it's just like and it, it's it's a wide it's a new it's a new world in the in the live tourney and mm-hmm. so I, I get what they're saying, like the human rights movement and all this and that, but it's just like if you want to go about rights, like we got stuff happening here in the states too that a lot of people don't agree with. So right. I mean, I get like the human rights aspect of like like the like the rights of women and all that. Like mm-hmm. I do, I do understand that yeah, that's totally. happening over there. Totally, but it's like there's stuff happening here too where it's just kind of like you could be like, eh. right? Well, people still I, buy Jordans, but there's kids in in. Asia and China, you know, making shoes and slave sl- children slave yeah, labor. That's right. So it's just like you can't be hypocritical for one thing and one side. Just one side. It's like okay, well, you still worship Jordan as a goat, but yet every you buy his shoes, kids get killed over his shoes in yeah. the streets of Chicago or that's L.A. Right. and all that. Yeah, it happens. murder happens yeah. in community in in certain communities, and then it turns to well, it's different. And no, it's it's the same thing. And then it turns to the child, the slave labor, child labor laws in. Over there in China and India and all that, where it's like your shoes are made for ten cents, but then the com- the communism capitalism here that happens here, those ten cent shoes are worth two hundred and fifty dollars, and then go for more, and then people are being killed because of them in certain like communities yeah. in mm-hmm. the United States, where it leads to that. So it's yeah. just like I just see where if it's a rights if it's a rights protest, start protesting here 
against leagues and these big these big guys. And that's not a shot at like Michael Jordan. He has no control where the shoes are yeah, over. Right. Nike's just paying him. You know what I mean? Like I there's no shot at the athletes. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the money and run with it because Jordan's a billionaire now because of it. Yeah, LeBron's gonna be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Kobe was a made like six hundred million. Right. Take your money, go run with it. I, and I think it's just PGA needed this competition because it was just them for so long where they're like we're not bumping up your pay. We're not saying this. We're not bringing this down. That's the way it is. It's it's tradition and blah 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 blah. To hell with your tradition. The live live just came in and said, "Here's two hundred million." Yeah, Johnson's talks like, in that situation. Like, bye. Yeah. And yeah. then the U.S. and it, it spoke matters with the Open allowing these players to come back. It, it's not a PGA. It's event, an Open event. A USGA event. Right. It's a USGA event, not a PGA Tour event. So right. they were like, "That can't happen." And the USGA said, and, "Yes, it can because it's it's our it's our right, event." Yeah. And, and you know what? The other thing too is like with golf, especially with the sport of golf, you don't really root for the PGA. You're rooting for individual golfers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't. I, I just think this outrage of like, well, the PGA is is this and that. It's like, well, we're not rooting for the PGA. We're rooting for individual guys, and that's just that's the sport of golf. You know what I mean? So yeah. And I think a lot of, no, they're not gonna have the stature like Tiger, which no one is in golf. The closest was Rory when he was coming right, up. Right. And it's just like even Rory's like, I'm not leaving. He's because he's making so much money there. It's yeah, just like they're making to. their money. They're like I'm not leaving. Yeah. Could you imagine the money Liv would probably offer Tiger to go? There? Oh, they they well, would probably pretty, offer him. I think him they offered him a half a billion. I'm pretty sure to go over there. And, yeah. Oh, if I'm Tiger, I'd be like, right. <laughs> but like you said, it's a legacy thing. Later, yeah, like, right, five hundred right. million. I know. And you're already a billionaire athlete. Yeah. He hit it for the second time. Yeah. Like I'd be like later, and then come back, and then you're making your endorsement because Nike's not going to drop you. All these other endorsements aren't going to drop you go to the live. They're going to be like, oh, you sure that's the right move, Tiger? Uh, for five hundred million, it is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Money talks in that situation, no doubt about it. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see like how the the PGA events go and how the live events go, like the coverage and all that, and which is more popular and all that. So we'll see what happens with that. So but, yeah. I got a question for you, and I'm going to post on the social media for our listeners because we're we're done, right? Are we yeah, all, yeah, we're we all done. Much, yeah. Does Draymond Green deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> because. People say Julian Edelman doesn't, but Julian Edelman has postseason stats and the rings to prove it. Where, you know, he won three rings and in what four Super Bowls, five Super Bowls. He went three and five with Brady, and he's the has the most receiving touchdowns. I think yards in NFL NFL postseason history. Where it's like Draymond's nowhere near any of yeah. that, even regular season or postseason. And I see, even though he has one more ring than him. Do you, if Julian doesn't make the Hall of Fame, should Draymond make the Hall of Fame for piggybacking off Clay and KD and Steph yeah. all these years? Yeah. I, that, I, that's, I, a, that's a good argument. It is a good argument. It's a good question. I, I think Draymond will get in based on the fact that he was part of this dynasty. You know what I mean? I, I don't think his numbers are impressive at all. I just think it's that impact. Mr. Quadruple on, single. Right. Exactly. <laughs> as Charles Barkley calls him. But um, yeah, I, I don't I, I, I don't think that his numbers bear at all to a Hall of Famer, but you know. I think winning talks in that situation. Same thing with Element. I mean, you know, if if he makes, if he was that, he and he made such a big impact in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think he at least got to consider it. You know what I mean? He was the last ballot. Like I think he should be in. I, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I don't know. It's just like people talk about. Oh, it's about what you do in the postseason. But then when it comes to, oh, but he didn't do this in the regular season. It's like, okay, now you got to pick. Because you say it's all about what happens in the postseason. And this guy turned up in the postseason. Where it's like Draymond didn't turn up in the postseason. Yeah, he makes like good three good defensive plays. Everyone's like, oh, that's why Draymond. Right. But Golden State keeps Draymond. I can't stand the guy. Yeah, I really no, can't. I can't either. I I think he's a great defender, but it's, in terms of offense, I, I think it's just because they play in a soft league. Yeah. I really think it's just because the generation they play where you can't touch guys, so he just seems physical. Right, it's like, right. well, he, he talks you, a lot. That's for sure. Because like, could you imagine like if Shaq played in this era? Oh. Like it's game over. Yeah, Kareem, like bigger guys like that, even like. Kobe in his prime would 
feast on this competition. Right. That's just the difference. Where it's like Draymond, like I could shut down a prime shack. Shut up. You can hold. <laughs> you can hold mid two thousand shacks jaw strap. Right. Shut up. Yeah, no, I'm not a big Draymond fan either. But that's gonna be interesting to see if he gets in. Same thing with Edelman. I mean, it. it you know, he it's will. A good question. He will just because he won four rings and all. And all. I think that's what's yeah. gonna, and you piggyback a good franchise. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because the six man was better than him. It's like Iguodala was more of an impact off the bench. Right. Poole was more of an impact than you were as a starter. So it's it's just like, I don't know. Does Sasha Vujicic deserve to be in because he won two <laughs> rings with the Lakers in 2009 right. and 10? You, right. you know, you, you see where I'm going? It's yeah, like I People do, yeah. say, like, it's all about rings. But then when you say rings and postseason accolades, well, he didn't do anything in the, pre- in the regular season, like Julian Edelman. Well, yeah, but he showed up in the postseason and it was the reason they won three championships. Mm-hmm. He had a touchdown against Seattle that title. He had he showed up. At, he even showed up against Philadelphia, the one they lost, where Brady threw for five oh five. The catch with Atlanta. Yeah. The catch with Atlanta helped him sort lead to that comeback. And then I think he had the he had good yardage. I don't think he had. I think Gronk had the touchdown against the the Rams in yes. in 2018-19, the lone touchdown that happened that game. But Edelman had like 80, 90 yards. So it was it's just like. And all the games leading up to that. It's like I think he had a touchdown pass to Amendola on the oh, trick play yeah, with the Ravens yeah. that one year. It's just like the guy tur- the guy was clutch in the times it mattered. And I just don't like that people hold a regular season around him because it's like if he wanted to be that guy with the stat padding, he could have went to a team and just been the number one guy and not win. But he was more like, oh, I'll take that step back. I'll be the second, third option. Tom knows I'm here. Tom knows I'm reliable. And when was he reliable? When they needed to win time. Right, right. Where Draymond is just like, dude, once your team went down, like you were pretty freaking bad. Yeah. That's just what it came down to. Right. So yeah. I just, he'll get in because he piggybacked, but I don't think he deserves to be in. You will see, man. It's, it's going to be interesting. And I think that's definitely going to be a, a debate, a future debate, no doubt about it. So we'll see what happens with that. But that's going to pretty much wrap things up, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure we covered everything, to be honest. Everything. Except for that, I think I called the Stanley Cup matchup with the Avalanche winning it. And yeah, I'm like I one of our first. I think I have them win. Gentlemen sweep. Mm-hmm. I have them Me winning too. it. Yeah. But I think I picked the Avalanche to win it in our first, like one of our first episodes. Wow. Okay. Like I, had, I think I had Lightning and Avalanche actually in it. We don't know much about hockey, but I was like, right. I'm just going to go with what Melrose says. Yeah. <laughs> and he did say the Avalanche. He did. He did. All right, guys. That's going to do it for episode 38 of the Talking Ball podcast. We will see you guys next time. We appreciate you. Of course, listen to us on SoundCloud. Uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify as well. Just search Talking Ball, right? Talking Ball Podcast. Talking Ball Podcast with a hyphen, all one word. Check out our website, www.talkingballpodcast.com. And also like and follow us on Instagram at Talking Ball Podcast. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.